All right, guys, welcome to episode three of uh, Triple T Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. I'm Tyson. I'm Tucker. All right, guys, if you're listening to this, um, it is Monday. What's what's the date? What's the date for Monday? Do you know? What it's, was it, 26, 27? Uh, it's opening, opening day, day of gun season. Yeah, I should know the date, but I don't. <laughs> it should be a national holiday. It's the 28th. should be. Monday's the 28th. So, yeah, if you're listening to this... Um, I guess you can probably guess what all of us are doing. We're deer hunting. How are we going to deer hunt on Monday? Because I, I, I'm just rolling into this. I'm going to bring the gun. Hopefully my shell's coming time. I was looking at the uh, the tracking number on that thing, and it says it's not even picked up yet, but if whatever. Not, if not, I, I can get you some. We'll figure something out. But uh, um, Well, we'll start, we'll start the morning out by sitting. We'll sit for a few hours. Once we feel like uh, get no, ain't getting no action... We'll uh, go back, eat some cookies, and drink some coffee. I'm down for the cookies. Yeah. I'm going to have my wife make... She makes these like little cupcake things that are like uh, pumpkin pie. There's like pumpkin pie little cupcakes, and they're phenomenal. Yeah. I'm going to bring some. Please do. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> and then we'll, uh, once, once we get from there, we'll uh, go on a deer drive. Yeah, what we'll, go, we'll go into detail more on that. Let's recap for night, last week. Okay, <clears throat> so uh, let's start with. I usually I usually go Tucker. I always go Tucker first. I don't know. Well, why. Tucker usually hunts something. Mine week is <laughs> yeah mundane and the same. Yeah, so let's let's get yours out of the way. You just what are you uh, doing? What you I do just guided week? every day. I didn't really get to go hunt anything. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler just learned those buttons. So. Yeah, we just found all the buttons on the little um, like podcast system we got here, so we're gonna have some fun with these. What about you, Tucker? His is pretty disappointing, as you can tell. Well, uh, last when, when when did we go hunting, Tyler? Uh, it we was went, Monday Monday night. Yeah, we Monday went deer night. hunting yeah. Monday night. So Tucker went or Tyler went on his first deer bow hunt. First bow hunt. Yeah, we had some action. Uh, we had unicorn <laughs> unicorn come in. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell her. So, um, the, the whole day, so the day started, I, I had to do a little something quick for work and then, um, I get back in and, uh, I'm driving and I'm seeing deer driving home from work. I'm seeing deer and then, uh, I take care of a couple of things. I'm driving out Tucker's house around, you know, three o'clock ish, a little bit before, um, sun goes down. I'm seeing deer. I'm getting really excited getting nervous in my stomach and i don't normally get nervous usually my nerves are left a long time ago i'm getting nervous for the first time in a long time and then i get tuckers and he's like, let's shoot this thing let's uh shoot the bow let's make sure we're good shooting uh crossbow yeah crossbow. does it have a uh, scope or a red dot it has a scope on it yeah cool so i got a little comfortable with that and then uh we started talking about it we get out there to uh his blind um, before I, I probably should have prepared a little bit more. Um, I probably should have, um, you know, did something different with my clothes. I just pulled my, my jeans out of the washer, out of the dryer. Yeah. Like a big idiot. I mean, <laughs> if you're, it matters more whenever you're trying to kill a mature, mature buck, but when you're trying to kill a doe, yeah, a little bit less matters, but they'll, they'll still smell you. Don't get me wrong. I get downwind from you. If they're coming upwind, it's, it's hard for them. Yeah. We're hunting a box blind too. Yeah, that, our, that helps too. Our winds are our sense not swirling. So, um, but so we get out there. Was it? We're walking into three twenty two. Wait, how did you shoot <clears throat> with the bow? Pretty accurate. Yeah, dead yeah. on. Shot it, shot it one time. Dead dead center target. I was oh. I was pretty happy with that. That's convinced. Pretty good. I'm pretty familiar with triggers and scopes. So <laughs> it's got trigger and scope on. I could probably figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, we start walking out there and uh, 322, I remember looking at the phone and then we see we see a, a white butt going up over the hill. Tucker's like, that's a bad sign. Yeah, you're getting busted walking in. That's yeah. exactly what you want. So we don't know exactly what deer it was that was bumping up over the hill, but... It was probably... Bubbles. Three, four hundred yards away, huh? Yeah. But I just, I had that feeling like, oh, great. This isn't going to be fun. But we get out there and then uh, we're sitting there what was it? We get all comfortable and get ready. Um, I start, I get in like the perfect spot. I'm sitting in a, in a chair where I can see out straight ahead of me. And then there's a little hole in the blind where I can see 
you know, where the, the deer have been feeding, where they've been coming through, and they see a squirrel, and then all of a sudden the squirrel just spooks, just takes off. And I look down, maybe four or five seconds later, there's a there's a deer there, and my heart just starts bumping. <clears throat> no? No, this was this was unicorn. The unicorn. Oh, the unicorn. <laughs> it's okay. had one just one spike. One spike. One spike is it just out of one side of his head, or yep, just on one side of his it, head. It looked like he didn't grow the other side. Well, a lot yeah. of a lot of times when that happens, it's because they've got wounded on the opposite side. So if they're if or if it's deformed or they don't have an antler on one side, on their if it's on the left side, then they got wounded on the right side. So it's kind of like if so that, you use you use the left side of your brain if you're right-handed type of thing. Yeah, I, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and so if they got hit by a car or had a arrow wound or something on the right side, yeah, their left antler will be Deformed. goofy. Yeah. He's kind of small, and then uh, I know you only get one buck tag a year. And I'm thinking it through. I'm thinking <clears> it through. Tucker's asking me, "You you want to take this? You want to take this?" And I'm like, "I don't know, because if I if I shoot this one, then that's it, no more bucks." You just you decided it was just in front of you. It was well, it really wasn't. It was a it wasn't a shot that I could take. At it the was kind of up we were, under, up underneath the feeder, and it had like a lag in the way of the the lag of the feeder in the way. It just wasn't the greatest shot. It it was, it was facing towards us. Go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, it wasn't really something that I felt comfortable taking. And at the the situation that I'm in, I've never hunted before, and I'm not going to take a shot to wound an animal. Like, if, if I don't know that the animal's going to die, I'm not going to shoot it. And that's kind of how I felt right then. But looking at the deer, looking at it for, what, maybe five minutes? Probably. just stayed there, and we got – I'm like, okay, well, if it gives me a shot – I need to be in position, so we just start creeping up, getting in like a good shooting lane for him when he gives me a shot. No, no longer than I actually got in a perfect spot. He just he didn't spook. He just like strutted casually off, kind of like was it? straight away, like kind of like away from us. Yeah, the opposite a, direction, an angle where where I was standing in the blind, it was like a I would just see in wood. Yeah, so it was. It was over huh. at that point. That's a disappointment. I guess it's better than not saying anything. That's exactly what I said. I mean, it's better than nothing. I mean, we yeah, did see right. a deer. I took the safety off. That's that's whenever I felt like, okay, this is probably going to happen. Pull yeah. safety off. I'm I'm pulled up. He's in my scope. If he gives me a shot, I'm pulling it. And then I seen wood. So, hmm. yeah. Safety back on. Put it, put it back down. Um, Something really it's cool for me. I thought it was pretty funny. I've been telling my parents and everybody who's asked me how Monday went. Um, we're sitting there and we just hear scratching. So we know it's a squirrel. The squirrel climbs up the side of the, the, the blind. And then he like puts his paws right in the opening and then peeks his head in and then spooks off. I thought it was, it was, it was pretty cool. He like, he like made eye contact with us and took off. He's like, I'm out of here. But I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Then after that, uh, I went I went deer hunting that uh, the next evening and uh had quite the opposite of the evening. I had five deer in front of me. Oh my god. Yeah, he's killed sending me pictures. I'm I'm sitting in my bed in Connecticut. Well there ain't nothing I can do. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. But I think that I think it something about me was off and that's probably why we didn't see many, very many deer that night i don't know he didn't act too jumpy yet. i mean he didn't act no uh, it's just that's it's, that's hunting it's, that's, it's, that's why they call it hunting, hunting and not killing that's exactly right <laughs> you don't go out there to kill it that's deer. a good point i never thought about that way so. yeah after that guy did some more hunts and then now we're here yeah my week is uh i got some snow yesterday last night it was kind of yeah, is what it is. That's kind of what what happens when you drive in the Northeast. Where was where was it snowing? Central PA. How much uh, snow did they get? Uh, they got about five inches of snow. Five inches. Hmm. Um, they're calling they're calling for forty eight to seventy two inches of snow in Buffalo this weekend. What? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's uh, there's a a big lake effect system coming through in Buffalo for Sunday for Sunday's Browns game. Yeah, I'm a Browns fan. Deal with it. Um, yeah, but for Sunday's Browns game in Buffalo, there's they're calling for 48 to 72 inches of snow with 30 mile an hour winds. And they're still expecting you to drive? 
in that? Oh yeah, I'll be well. I'll I'll be home on Sunday, but but yeah. Next week I'll I'll be in. Well, I guess this is you listen to it Monday, but I, I had just been in New Jersey for all week before right. Thanksgiving, which I'm not looking forward to that. But is what it is. It's the nature of the job. Yeah. So this podcast we're going to talk about uh, Thanksgiving. Recover Thanksgiving. Yep. I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. It's the best holiday of the year, if you ask me. I agree. I agree. agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> We're a couple of fat kids over here. <laughs> well, I get it. Well, it's, it's the best holiday of the year for me because our tradition is to uh, you know hunt in the morning. And you know, my wife just asked me the other day, said, why why is Thanksgiving the best year holiday of the year? I was like, this, name one other holiday that we go hunting in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> there is none. Yeah. So, what do you what do you hunt on Thanksgiving? So, uh, ever since I was a kid, the whole Peters family would go rabbit hunting, which is a lot of people. And and over the years, it's gotten more and more and more people. So, um, probably how many years ago do you think we split? I don't know. I'm not sure. Ten, maybe. Probably. So about ten years ago, since there's so many of us now, we yeah. split. And half the Peters family goes pheasant hunting. Half the Peters family goes rabbit hunting. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I always had beagles in high school, and I told you the rabbit hunting story before. Um, so I go rabbit hunting. I pheasant hunt enough since that's what I do and guide. Well, you don't get to pull the trigger on. I, a little different, a little different. Well, also, I train dogs every Yeah, that's night, true. And, and I, I shoot birds all the time. Yeah, that's true. So, Tucker, what do you do? Well, like you said, we break up, and uh, half the family comes to Bullseye, and we go pheasant hunting. We're just getting, uh, I was calling calling around to the family, trying to get a tally of how many birds they're going to order. Uh, I think I'm getting 10 chuckers. Uh, Tyler, how many are you getting? I have no idea. Are you coming, Tyler? I was invited. You're going to buy Are you going? Yeah, I was invited. I don't know. Nobody's ever told me anything. So I forgot to get your tally. Yeah, so we'll have to figure that out after this is over. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool that you're going to go. You're going to start maybe the tradition. You're going to hunt and everything. <laughs> be nice. Be nice. Morning. Um, I already told the wife she's about sick of hearing about hunting for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an interesting Thanksgiving for either the half the Peters family that rabbit hunts because... Elliot is usually our dog guy, and he always had 20, 30 beagles in the past, but he doesn't have any anymore. I was going to ask you, you mentioned something last, last probably about uh, beagles. Like, did he secure any? Did he get any? Well, I talked to him. I, I called him several times and, and talked to him about this, and he promised me that he was going to um, borrow. Either He was either going to borrow some beagles, or he was going to um, invite someone with beagles along to hunt. So, and I said, if you if you don't have anybody lined up, you tell me now because I'm gonna go get beagles. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get a pair of beagles. And uh, a tradition might die this year if you. Yeah, so I we'll find out. We'll find out whether we we might be kicking brush and no, just about to say <laughs> if, it, if not, you're gonna surround it and start kicking brush. Huh? Yeah, that's not the way I want to rabbit hunt. But it's kind of dangerous. Gotta do what we gotta do. Yeah, I I've never rabbit hunted before. I've never really hunted anything other than any hunting experience I have. You guys have heard. So have how's you- how's a rabbit hunt normally work? Well. Like I've mentioned, well, I guess I didn't tell really how it works. You just kind of mentioned you went rabbit hunting. Yeah. So with with beagles, there's the only way, if you ask me, to rabbit hunt is with beagles. Why specifically beagles? That's just what they're bred for. Okay. Is, is rabbits? I mean, you, you there's not. I mean, so I've heard of people using bass and hounds, but that's it's not like bird hunting where there's like ten different breeds that you can pick from to bird hunt. Yeah. Beagles is it. That's that's just what you use. Hmm. Um, I mean, or bass and hounds. I mean, I, I guess it's not impossible to use other hound breeds, but beagles is what you use. And uh, you, the beagles will go through the brush and hunt hunt the, for the rabbit. And when they smell a rabbit, which we call it 
jump a rabbit because it was, it's in the brush hiding. And usually when the dogs get in and get close, the rabbit will run out and the dogs never usually see it, but they'll smell it. And then they'll start barking on that track. When one dog starts barking, all the other dogs will run to it and they'll all start barking. Um, usually we'll have four five, six dogs at a time. So you kind of know the difference, like between one them just barking versus they're on a a, a rabbit. Well, they bark. shouldn't be barking for okay. any other reason. Um, and each dog's got their individual. Bark each dog's too. got their individual bark, so you can be like, you'll hear one dog bark, and you'll be like, oh, that's that's Dusty. And then you know, the next dog will come in, you you'll be able to tell each dog by their voice, just like you do a person. Gotcha. Um, and. Wherever they jump the rabbit, where they started barking, everybody that you're hunting with will sp- spread out in a line and stay right, right in, in that line where they jumped it. And the rabbit will run out and, it, and naturally will run into a circle. The dogs do not circle it. If you ever hear someone say the dogs circled, circled it, it's, it's not what they mean. The rabbit just, all they do is just follow the track and bark on it. Okay. And the rabbit will run, the rabbit will run 50 yards and then stop. And then when the dogs get close, it'll run 50 yards and then stop. Or, you know, or 100 yards or whatever. So it's kind of just trying to get through out of its territory. Get They're just trying to run away from yeah. the dogs. Dogs never see the rabbit. They're not chasing it. Not so it. whenever you're hearing the dogs you have to remember that the, the rabbit is actually 50 to 100 yards in front of those dogs oh, gotcha so you're if you're watching or thinking where the dogs are at and the, you know the rabbit might already pass you so you have to you hold still you be quiet and that rabbit will run out and turn and come back towards you and run right through where it was originally jumped so you're holding still you're quiet and that rabbit will come hopping along down the trail and you You'll shoot them. Hopping down the bunny trail. You'll, you'll <laughs> shoot them. It's, it's a lot of fun. That's pretty cool. I've never really had a rabbit hunt explain to me like that. I didn't know that they would kind of circle back, and I thought you were just kind of chasing it. Nope. Nope. And uh, sometimes what will happen is you'll jump a rabbit, and the dogs will – the rabbit will run out and make a real sharp turn, and the dogs will run past that and, and lose it. And other times the dogs will um, – the the rabbit will hole. I mean, it is possible they'll, they'll run out and run out a hole, hmm. and and you don't get it. But you just move on. You jump another rabbit, and it'll, but the majority of the time they'll circle. And there's enough rabbits in Ohio for. Well, I've never just never really heard of there like being a lot of. There's, rabbits. I mean, they they go into cycles, and I wouldn't say we're at the top of the. Gotcha. It, it's kind of like a bell curve. It goes up and then it peaks and then it goes back down and it, and it just follows that cycle. Gotcha. I would say we're we're in the we're in the valley of that that cycle. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, unless you know a really just a really good spot. You know, there's not a lot of rabbits in Ohio. Not you have to like you you can shoot four a day for your limit, and you'd have to work really hard to get kill your four. Gotcha, and you're gonna have a bunch of people with you, so. Yeah, right. Well, you'll never reach. You might get one. You probably we usually kill five or six, but there's like ten or fifteen of us, so. But we normally kill five or six on Thanksgiving morning. Does everybody normally get a shot? Typically, that there's good years and bad years, and with um, beagles, it, it's not like the bird dogs. There's scent certain scent conditions, like the beagles are smelling the scent on the ground. So if the ground's frosty, they cannot smell on that frost. Oh, gotcha. So when it when it so it's like invisible to to them. Hmm. So some days you'll just have a bad. So you just kind of wait for the frost to go away? Yeah, you hunt the sunny part of the hill gotcha. uh, and stuff that like that. Huh. Um, so that's kind of your Thanksgiving tradition. You guys pheasant hunt and then half you guys rabbit yeah, hunt. And yeah, then, and then we stop for at noon and, eat and all come together and eat, eat lunch. And uh, one story that I wanted to tell that I thought was funny. One, one time I was, I was younger and we were hunting on Thanksgiving morning, and it started to rain. And my uncle Clint, he said, "Oh no, it's starting to rain." My uncle Brett said, "Don't worry, Clint, turds float." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> <coughs> 
Uh, is that the time Elliot cut out a feed bag and word word? No, that's another story though. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> that was more recent years. I was I was out of high school, or out of college even, and it was pouring down rain that morning, and pretty much everybody ducked out of rabbit hunting. But everybody that normally comes just said, nah, "I ain't going." Yeah. So it was down to the me and Elliot and my roommate in college, and. Elliot said, I'm not even carrying a gun because I don't know why. He was just being a Debbie Downer. I'm not even carrying a gun. We probably won't even kill anything. You're not going to kill anything. You don't have a gun on you. Well, that's true. <laughs> you can throw rocks so at it. He, he, we're parked by my uncle's barn, and he walks in the barn, looks around, and he finds his feed bag. <laughs> he takes out his pocket knife, and he cuts a hole on the one side, and he cuts a hole on the other side, and he cuts a hole out of the top. Slides out over, <laughs> over his body, sticks his head out the top and his arms to the side, <laughs> made himself a poncho, a homemade poncho, <laughs> and he's walking around out there with a feet bag to, wow. to roll the to roll the rain off of him, <laughs> and so it was just me and my roommate from college with guns, and it turned out to be one of the best years ever. There was rabbits everywhere. And my roommate and me both killed our limit. We killed, uh, we killed eight rabbits total. And, and Elliot was, he probably, he didn't say much, but he was probably kicking himself that he didn't bring a gun. Yeah. And the second that one of us, it was my roommate, luckily, limited it out first. Great. You can give me your gun. You're limited out. <laughs> so he took my roommate's gun off as soon as he limited out so he could shoot him. But he didn't shoot one. We ran out of time. And he shot at one and missed one. And he had this whole story about how he hasn't missed a rabbit in 27 years. <laughs> oh, and I, it, it was a big eye-rolling moment. Like, oh, God. <laughs> must be the gun. Yeah. It wasn't him. It must have been the gun. I blamed it on the gun. <laughs> um. So... I want to ask you this question. You don't really have to answer if you don't want to, um, but just briefly, since it's one Thanksgiving, I think being thankful gets lost in a lot of things. So I'm going to ask you this: what What are you thankful for? The most thankful for? That is a great question. Um, I'm thankful for the way that I make a living. Um, I don't really have a boss. I do. I'm my own boss. I'm thankful for my land that I own, my business, my wife, my baby. Um, the list just is endless, really. Yeah. But I'm I'm very very thankful for everything I have. How about you, Tucker? I'm gonna go down the same path with you, I guess. Family, family's definitely a huge part of it. I'm definitely thankful for family. Wouldn't be nothing without them. Um, land. Got a nice house, 60 acres. Couldn't be more happy where I'm at. Get to hunt whenever I want. Yeah. Very thankful for how everything turned out, and and uh, I'm able to do what I want, work at Bullseye and, and hunt when I want. Yeah, I just basically the same thing. How about you, Tyler? I think, I, think for, I, I thought about this because I knew I was going to ask this question. I thought about it a little bit. On the very top of that list, I got to be thankful for my wife because without her, I wouldn't have – my bills wouldn't get paid. I'd be completely lost. And she gave me three beautiful children. Um, so I'm thankful for those those awesome kids. As, as big of a pain in the butt as they can be, which they are. If my oldest daughter don't get her coat back from school, we're going to have some problems. <laughs> but – but I'm I'm so thankful that they're here. They're healthy. And I'm thankful that I made mistakes. And when I say that, what I mean is I'm thankful I made those mistakes that I made early enough. And I'm smart enough to understand I made mistakes and learn from them and move on. Everything that I've done in my life has led me to here, to where I want to be and I'm thankful for those mistakes that I made because without them, I wouldn't be the man I am today and I wouldn't be the person I am today. So, yeah, that's awesome. 
You're getting pretty pretty gushy. I mean, <laughs> dry here. Oh, um, well, I, I'm you, a pretty I'm a pretty gushy guy. So <laughs> you're gonna just gonna deal with that. You make fun of me all you want. Well, like, when you hit rock bottom, you can you have two choices. You can splat or you can bounce back. And, yeah, and, and it sounds like you've bounced back. And I wouldn't say I was a rock bottom, but I made some pretty bad decisions. But we're getting back to where we need to be. Learn from, bounce back. Exactly. Become better from them. Just gotta be a hard worker, and, and then. Uh, get after it um so now that we're done being mushy huh let's uh so um tucker you you mentioned before the podcast here that you had a story and you didn't want to tell me because you didn't want to spoil it so you tell tell us the story well it's going to be about uh gun season yeah we're going to okay. get into the gun season into anyway gun season. so hopefully everybody's getting some meat in the freezer this week shooting some nice bucks nice does Get some meat in the freezer. Yep. Yeah. Spend time with her family. Yep. Gun, gun season kind of is is more social. Yes. It's more of a social hunt than probably about anything I can really think about. That's what I'm looking forward to the most is being able to hunt with people. Yeah. yeah you, you especially when you set up deer drives, you stand around and you talk. You know, you tell everybody. You know, you meet the clubhouse in the morning, and uh, it, you know, it's a it's a it's a really social hunt more than a lot of other hunts i would agree i would agree um so back to the the story i'm going to tell we started that morning out it was last two years have been rainy snowy and cold well this was this was this was two years ago just when they they opened up uh you're allowed to use straight wall cartridges i think it's been two two or three years i would say um I was excited to use my 350 Legend. I was pumped. I just got it. I put a red dot on it. Shot it a few times. I was I was good. Sat that morning. I didn't see nothing. Um, we all scattered. We sat on my mom and dad's property. There was, you were there. Uh, there was probably six of us. Six, I would say. On mom and dad's property. When we hunted that morning. Yeah. I would say around, around six. Yep. Never seen anything that all that morning. So we decided to deer drive. We left. My mom and dad's went to my ground grandpa's. We we were kind of scarce for people. This this deer drive is a big a big deer drive. We scattered people out along the hill, and uh, I think it was just you and dad driving to us. I think so. Yeah, I I always drive. I I like to especially for when uh, we have our little cousins and stuff. We want to set them up, try to get a, run a deer to them. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'll just drive. So I, I, I'm towards the bottom of the hill. We sent more strapping young kids a little bit higher up, but I kept Kale close to me, and I wanted him close to me so I can keep an eye on him, make sure he ain't doing anything he ain't supposed to. Yeah, shoot, shooting anybody or shooting anything <laughs> he ain't supposed to. So we're sitting there, we're all ready, and you, you, you just—it's so nerve-wracking because you want to see something so bad, and a deer runs by. And he shoots. Kale does. Kale shoots, and he smokes this big tree. <laughs> I, I just seen the deer as a deer ran behind the tree. Boom! And just bark flew everywhere, and he just <laughs> dead center this tree. It, I mean, it would have been a good shot if That's the tree. A dead tree, but he, he killed that tree. He was shooting a shotgun, right? He was shooting. A, he was shooting a slug gun. Yep. What was it? A twenty gauge or twelve gauge? Twelve gauge. Twelve gauge slug smacked yep. a tree. Huh? Smacked a tree. <laughs> so. I think another deer ended up running by, and neither of us got shots at it. And he was mad at me. He's like, "Why ain't you shooting?" I'm like, "Cause I I want you to shoot. Like I I've killed deer before. I want you. I want to see you kill a deer." And he he's like, "Next deer that comes by, you shoot it." He said, "I I, I okay." I said, "Okay." So we it, a little bit more in the deer drive. I start seeing the drivers come up top of the hill. So I'm like, "That's pretty much it." Um, I look at him. He, I yeah. said, "There's, there's guys up you there." You see drivers. You're not shooting anymore, do you? No, typically, typically not. So, all of a sudden, I hear, "Here it comes! Here it comes, Tucker! Your way!" And this deer, uh, no bigger than my 45 pound black lab, comes about Mach 10 right by me, and I had this red dot, that 350 Legend, and I whipped that gun so fast, but boom! 
did a I smoked him, did a ten foot belly slide. <laughs> it was deader than deader than a hammer right like there. A, like that arcade buckmaster. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> like that. ten foot belly <laughs> slide. Him. And like I said, it's no bigger than my my dog. I walk over and I pick it up with one hand. And Elliot Elliot's sitting there looking at me. He goes, Dang, Tucker, that's about like rabbit hunting right there. <laughs> he said, I think that thing was still nursing off its mama. <laughs> It was a small. It one. was a small one. Oh man! I gutted it right there. One big piece of jerky. Yeah, I gutted it right there and threw it over my shoulder and walked out with my <laughs> gun in hand. Oh, was that uh, the time? Uh, what Kale said was so funny. <laughs> what was that afterwards? That was bef- I think that was before that. That was before, like a hunt, a hunt before. That. Oh, that was a different hunt. A different hunt. Yeah. You want to go ahead? Go ahead. Us. Tell it. Go ahead. So. Kale was set up to drive just like the, you know, this is his first year shooting guns, you know, during gun season. And he shot at another deer and missed it. And afterwards, what, what did he say? I don't even remember exactly. He's, we go, Kale, what happened with that one? I forgot to aim. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of pretty important. <laughs> oh, how He was probably. 10, 9 or 10. I forgot to aim. I forgot to aim. Oh, that's been an ongoing joke every year. Yeah. Don't forget to aim. Every time we <laughs> you sep- aim for that tree, though. <laughs> yeah, every time we separate separate to go go hunting, we say, Kale, don't forget to aim now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm not going to see him this weekend, but if I if I was, I was going to make fun of him, and he wouldn't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, he'll perfect. know. He'll, he'll know. If he'll you, know, yeah. If you say, don't forget to aim, he'll know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, he'll be hunting with us on opening day, I would say. I'd hope so. Yeah. I just assume he'd probably be hunting this weekend. You can make he's, fun of him then. Youth season, right? Is that why he's... Oh, he is, he is yeah, hunting. I, don't, I won't see him this weekend. But. He's going hunting with somebody else. Uh, last year, I got two does. Um, What'd you kill those does with there? With my pistol. <laughs> I had a raging judge, and it shoots a four fifty four castle. And, mean uh, gun. I've never even heard of that until, well, until it actually, told me about it. I'll it shoots it three different rounds. One gun shoots three different rounds. I can shoot four ten shells. I can shoot forty five long cool, or I can shoot the four fifty four castle. And it's got a six inch barrel, which is that's what you're legally have to have length wise to be able to deer hunt with it. Mm. And he's got a holster for this sucker. Oh, I have a straight I feel, out of western. Oh, I feel like, like Billy the Jones. Kid with so much power at that head. <laughs> I feel like Billy the Kid walking around. I walk around bow legged just a little bit, <laughs> just just because I wear that. But uh, I've been carrying it for years. Like the last couple years, I've been carrying it because every time we do deer drives, um, everybody's got rifles now. And uh, well, two three years ago. Everybody that shot at a deer, they were shooting at a deer 10 yards and closer yeah. when they were driving deer to them with their rifles. And I thought, that's my pistol range. Yeah. I can shoot that with my pistol. Better so, target acquisition. So, yeah, right. So I, I, I started carrying my pistol. And one of the drives, there was a friend of ours, his name's Dallas. And he was with us. He was a standard. I was a driver. Like I said, I'm always a driver. And we drove out my mom and dad's bottoms and deer were going everywhere and they were shooting and stuff, but I never had anything close to me. I saw tails in the distance and stuff. And when I got up to Dallas, Dallas said, I was waiting to hear that pistol start barking. (laughs) (laughs) I said, well, I didn't have a shot. So last year, I finally, with my pistol, had a... First opportunity. Had an opportunity. (laughs) And, uh... And he took it. I uh, was. We were getting set up for a drive. I was a driver, so I went around. The, we went around the hill where we start driving, and I had to wait for uh, some guys to get to the top of the hill before I started walking because I was walking along the bottom. So I'm just standing there waiting for a little bit, and I had to take a leak. So I'm sitting here taking a leak. Mine taking a leak. I look up, two does are 20 yards from me, staring at me. They like what they seen. They ran, they ran right up to me and stopped, froze, and stared at me. So I had to holster my one pistol, draw my other pistol. I took A on the one, the left one, and I fired, 
It reared up and ran back, and I thought, man, I must have missed it. Another one was just standing there looking at me. So I cocked the hammer back again. I took aim, fired, and it dropped, just dropped in its tracks. <laughs> I thought, yeah, finally did it. I I blew the blew, I didn't blow on the end of the barrel, but I should have. And I I holstered <laughs> Spin it. Spin it around your finger I and holster that thing. But anyway, I holstered my gun and I walked up there and right over the knoll, the other one was laying. I, I got both of them. <laughs> and that was that was an awesome moment. I, I felt so just awesome. <laughs> and uh two shots, two deer. And with his pistol. <laughs> with my pistol. Can't believe that. So, and when we got the picture, I kneeled down with my pistol out in yeah. front of me. Like, I'm going to have to oh, see yeah. that picture. I can't, I end up killing one deer on that drive also. Yeah, that was yeah, that was what we were talking about yeah. earlier before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, picture's on my Instagram if you want to go check it out. Yeah, I'm going to have to get that picture. I'm going to put that. <laughs> yeah, someone made a comment. It's like, why'd you have your pistol in the picture? Like, That's where I killed those deer with. <laughs> Hmm. That was uh that was a memorable moment. I'll never forget that. So <laughs> I can't believe that. Oh man, that's uh, hard to wrap your head around. <laughs> Tus Tuscross County is one of the one of the top killers every year for uh, uh gun season, right? You have I mean Well, I don't have gun season cuz it obviously hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But I do have I, I this podcast is going to come out the day deer or gun season starts for everybody so what i want to do is give you kind of a total number now so far this year for so far this year as of november 15th i give you a total for test cross county which is where we're at for archery for archery um total deer taken in test cross county right now antler deer 1126 antler lists 1069 total deer in test cross county 2195. I th I think that's crazy because I feel like if you're bow hunting, you're going more after bucks. You're going more after a trophy animal. Uh, I just think that's crazy. Well, I, there's probably hard. a lot of guys from Cleveland and yeah, you're right. Just go out there and stick up. Uh, they'll probably pull out go goats and <laughs> everything. Yeah. First thing that walks. Yeah, I mean that's happened before. We've talked about that. <laughs> First thing that walks in front of them, they just. Yeah, maybe they don't have a lot of time to deer hunt. Yeah, maybe. The one thing I'm I'm kind of looking at here, and I'm kind of thinking about um, Wayne Dot County. Um, it's a county kind of northwest. They have some pretty CWD, pretty big CWD numbers up there, and they're not really killing a lot of deer. So hmm. they've only taken uh, 671 hmm. total. I'm glad. I'm glad we're not dealing with that. Yeah, but. If we don't kill, like, if we don't get the deer out of there that have CWD, then it's just going to spread. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm just thinking about that. And you got Wayne County. They've had a couple cases. They're only at 1,017. Hmm. What's the top archery county? The top archery county right now is, uh, what is this, uh, Coshocton County. So they have uh, 1,332 antler deer. Uh, 1,229 antlerless total. 2,561 deer. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that's going to change as soon as gun season comes through. Which I'm going to print these numbers out again after after everything's been. Hopefully, we've added to that tally substantially. Yeah. But um, um, but yeah. Once these numbers come out again, hopefully we've added to it and uh, read it off next pod. Read it off next. See where we're at. I'm. I'm I'm curious to see how big these numbers get towards the end of the season. Well, the gun season, it'll be, it'll just boost. That's kind of, um, they have like little graphs and stuff you can look at and you can see like the total, like as the numbers are going up, you can see what, where the spikes are. So I'm kind of curious to see where that spike is for gun season. Yeah, gun season, and especially in Tuscross County, is a big deal. Like, you see guys in orange driving around everywhere, guys in the back of trucks driving around everywhere, but guys, you know, trucks parked along woods and fields everywhere. Public lands, orange army is what we call yeah. them. Orange <laughs> army. The orange army. You know, the cl uh, first day of school, or gun season, school's closed. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's a, basically We've been out of school for so long now, so I didn't even think about yeah, that. But yeah, it, that's been a thing forever. Yeah. It was, Monday after Thanksgiving. You, they have to just 
give it off because so many kids just don't show it's up. It's going to be about seven kids in there anyway. Yeah, right. So they yeah. Gotta, I was one of those kids. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't a, <laughs> you you weren't, weren't a hunting. You didn't hunt, but no. you, you just took that day off for you, huh? Yeah, I mean, I was sitting there playing Call of Duty. <laughs> that game had just came out. I was trying to get Prestige 3 or something. But, I, <laughs> but uh, so when we first started this podcast, you were listening to that intro episode. We talked a lot about conservation, and we also talked – about introducing hunters to landowners. Um, I was just made aware of this program that uh, DNR came up with actually last year. was their first year. And so I just kind of want to read through the introduction um, just real quick and let you guys know what this program is. And if you want any more information, you can find it right on the front page of the DNR website, wildlife slash ohiodnr.gov. So this program is called the OLHAP, the Ohio Land Landowner Hunter Access Partnership. The program is a new initiative from the Ohio Department of Natural Resources Division of Wildlife. The program is aimed at providing access to private lands throughout Ohio. The program is funded part by Federal Farm Bill under the Voluntary Public Access and Habitat Initiative Program. So basically what that means is a landowner can go and apply for this program, get accepted, um, and participating landowners receive an annual payment ranging from $2 to $30 per acre of land that they put into this. Per year? Yeah. So Say that number says, again. Participating landowners receive an annual payment rates oh, yeah. ranging from $2 to $30 per acre, depending on the characteristics of the property enrolled. Each enrolled property has a daily limit on the number of hunters that can be on the property each day. How do they manage that? I wonder. So they manage it with tags. Um, so you get a tag for just a certain you have amount to, of property. Like, yeah, you, each one of these properties go into a, it's the O a O L H A P program. And you have to apply for that specific tag for that specific land. Gotcha. So, say Tucker's land's in this program. I'm not saying you're going to put your land in this program, but just say it is. Um, and I went and applied for a tag for your land. Obviously, this is really a way for hunters to, or landowners like farmers that aren't really going to hunt their own land, to give access to their land without poachers and people trespassing. And they also make money off of it. Hmm. That's kind of where the program is 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 for. It's for you know that that uh, hunter that owns you know 172 acres or whatever. Yeah. And he's got some land, some hunting land on the edge of it, and he wants to lease it out, but he doesn't want poachers and everything to be over. These landowners can go and apply for this program, get paid by the state for lending access to their land. And they know exactly who is on that land because of the tag drawing and when they're going to be there. And this tag is only good for 10 days. Mm, okay. So you apply for the tag. You have 10 days to fulfill that tag or it's gone. Gotcha. That's, I mean, it's all interesting. Um, I, I think it's a step towards the right direction. I think it really is because it's the biggest problem around here is, po is poaching and trespassing. I would say. Well, no, nobody gives you permission. You, you yeah. You don't know people that own land or you know don't want to hunt public land, which is already just Excuse crowded me. enough. Then you, you know you can be kind of you're stuck, or this is in the right direction. Where other places in the country are people are way more likely, or it's more of a cultural thing that they'll let you. Yeah, I think I there's know, southern, probably. like... No, this is more like the northeast, the far northeast. Is yeah, like talking. Maine, like, oh, okay, like okay. when my dad went bear hunting, like, he said there was there were signs that said, bear hunters welcome. Like, you wouldn't yeah. see that around yeah. here, the sign that said, deer hunters welcome, them ever. All you no. ever see is, no trespassing, you're exactly. on camera, stay off, <laughs> trespassers will be... Prosecuted, yeah. exactly. That's all you ever see. It's just like a cultural thing up there. Like I, I think Maine, Vermont, and New Hampshire are kind of in this little, little bubble, if you want to say. Well, even out west, when we went, uh, yeah, I would say out west, Colorado. Out west too. There's so much land out there. It's they don't different. care. Yeah, there. There was a guy that gave. We went prairie dog hunting, and uh, 
everything's laid out in like squares up there, the roads and are out there. And uh, he was telling us where we asked him if we could prairie dog on the same guy. I think we talked about before. He likes Miller Light and the Bob. No, we never. We never did talk about. I don't think we ever did talk about it. No. You want to tell that story real quick? So we we hunted we hunted in prairie dogs in Colorado twice. The first time we were well, three times if you count. Okay, three times. I I didn't go. I hunted in it in Colorado twice, Uh, just on the Kansas Colorado borderline, and there was prairie dogs everywhere. So we needed a place to hunt them. We pulled in this farmer's driveway. Gave him, we asked him, hey, can, can we hunt here? Sure. I like Coors Light in a bottle. <laughs> so we're like, yes, sir. Coors Bank, what it is. We go, we go to town. I mean, town was 20-minute drive. We go to town, get him Coors Light in a bottle. We shot prairie dogs right in his driveway. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, that time we did. But the second time, we come with Coors Light yeah, in a bottle. Yeah, the second time we pulled in his driveway. This was like, what, a year later or two years later? Yeah, and he's thinking, man, these, these kids are experienced. They know. <laughs> we pulled in there with the beer already, and we said, we handed him the beer and said, can we hunt in your property? And he said that there's not much prairie dogs on his property anymore. But he said, you go down this road, and you you know, you know take a left, you go a couple miles, you take a left, and then you, you take another right, and... He said, there's going to be a red gate there. You go through that red gate, there's prairie dogs everywhere. He said, we'll, we'll get you on some dogs. We'll get you on some dogs, he said. Get you on some dogs. He said, that's not my property. That's my neighbor's property, but he don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so he gave us permission to hunt his neighbor's property. But like we're going back to, it's just a cultural thing. No one cares if you're hunting yeah. that property. Yeah. No one not he, there. Here in Ohio, it's just, it's just so like uh, unheard It's of. like, no, that's mine. That's they mine. Draw that's these mine. Line, they draw these visible lines are drawn everywhere, and they patrol or invisible lines it's it i drives me crazy i don't like it i don't like the way it is i don't like i don't know i don't have a better solution well i think it's that i mean it's that way because i mean people trespass because people don't give access but people don't give access because people trespass yeah, so it's a, kind of a, a, a double double-sided sword you know just a bad, I, I feel a bad cycle like but I, one person ruins it for everybody you get yeah. that one bad experience and you're gonna the landowners ain't gonna let well, you hunt just like farmers hunt I, I heard that i hear stories all the time where the farmers were like well they cut my people come through and they cut my fence i can't imagine i can't imagine either i would never do that I, you know have a little bit of respect for someone's property yeah you're either they're like oh i found their trash everywhere or yeah they cut my fence no wonder they won't want to let people on their property and i i think that that's where this program that they they started last year it comes in full effect and i think it kind of hits on both fronts where the money part of it it might not be that much but it kind of gives incentive to landowners yeah. to give up a little bit access yeah you know, like you said it step in the right direction for and sure. then it also like hunters that do everything right, that ask for permission, yep. get the right tags, get the right stamps, do everything they're supposed to do. This gives them a better opportunity to do to do that. So I think it's kind of it kind of battles on both fronts. And there's there I don't we're gonna have to look at this. There's a lot of land in this program already. Really, really, and it's not just for deer. It's for like waterfowl property and stuff like that. There's a lot of property in this, so. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to dig into that. Also, we were talking about um, you know, getting access to somebody's land. If you're a hunter and you are asking somebody for permission, if you go also if you go to the DNR website, there is a link for a permission to hunt form. Get that filled out. Don't don't do anything by handshake. Don't do anything by print voice. print it out. Yes, print oh, that right. out. Get fill it that signed. out. You have get to get it, it signed. Yep. Permission. Yeah. Don't do anything by handshake because then that can bite you right in the butt. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So that's kind of where I was going with that. But, yeah, there's, that's you hear about that all the time, poachers, trespassing. I mean, there's a Facebook group that's Ohio Deer Hunters, and I'm, I follow it because I like seeing the pictures of deer and stuff like that. But it seems like every day they got a picture. Anybody know this person? It's on my trail cam. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, come on. Who's just wandering around in the woods? Yeah. I seen a picture the other day with just a lady in a tank top with a stick. I, I seen the same picture. She's I wandering around. Picture. Like, what? You, and it was like at midnight or something. Yeah. It was like, what, what are you doing yeah. in the middle of the <laughs> night? Freaky man. 
Yeah, on <laughs> some random person's me. property. I wouldn't even want to hunt there anymore. <laughs> Is she out. like she sees the trail cam? She's looking at it. <laughs> oh it's God. so bad. I'll have to show you it. She's like a Wendango or something. Yeah. <laughs> Wendigo. Wendigo. <laughs> oh man. So what we got here? Um, I think we pretty much hit all of our topics, guys. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think this was a amazing. Amazing stories and amazing episode. Uh, I think we are getting better. Uh, yeah, we're getting a little more relaxed. Yeah, comfortable. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yay for us. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I hope everybody has uh, had an awesome Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and a great, great week of gun season. Get some meat in the freezer. Good luck. Yeah. Be safe, because it's, it can be dangerous. If you kill something, I want to see some pictures. Yeah. I want, I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million more. On Facebook, if you type in Triple T Outdoors Podcast on Facebook, it'll give you to our, our Facebook page. Right there, you can post, you can tag us, you can do anything you want to do. Post your pictures on there. We want to see them. We want to see, it doesn't matter if it doesn't have horns on it. We want to see it. Yep. We want to see anything brown that's down. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, yeah, like I said, Triple T Outdoors Podcast on Facebook is where you can find us. Um, we can also find other forms of podcasts on uh, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and uh, Apple Podcasts. So, um, tell be, a friend. Yeah. Be a friend. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Friend. The words of the great Pat McAfee. Um, but yeah. What do you guys think? Any, any, closing, any closing words here? I'm really hoping to kill a deer. Before our next I, podcast, I think dude. We're, Tyler, I got a good feeling about this. This this gun, I got a good feeling. Oh, I'm I'm dusting off the pistol again. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going down. All right, guys, you guys take it easy. You guys be safe out there, and like I said, be a friend, tell a friend, and take it easy.